The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Pretty interesting waiver wire week. First of all, no teams are on a bye, so you might not need these guys. It's not like we were scrambling like we were in week seven. But also Amari DiMercato emerges. We've got two running backs to talk about in the Rams backfield. We've got some very exciting young wide receivers to get to. I don't know about the quarterbacks this week. Uh, And tight end is also pretty interesting as well. Is Taysom Hill going to lose his emerging exciting role now that Jawan Johnson uh, might be back in week eight? Welcome, everybody. Uh, Dave and Jamie are here. I'm Adam. Any 7-0 teams for you guys? (laughs) One. One. That's good. One for you. None for me. Yeah. My one- it hasn't been. It's been a – I'd like to know about your 7-0 and o team, Jamie. Who's it's on our it? dynasty league, so it's uh- – Ah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Going for the undefeated season in dynasty. Uh, that that No. I mean, I already lost Jefferson. I got the scare with McCaffrey. Um, I mean, I'm lucky enough in a 14-team dynasty league to have Jefferson, McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill – um, it's a, uh, it's a nice problem to have, but yeah. mm. you know, I'll, I'll lose at some point along the way. It, it, it feels like you need to like take your luck from your seven and O team and go sink it all into a, a good juicy Powerball ticket. <laughs> Cause you don't hear a lot about people being seven and O given the way this season has gone. Right. Uh, that is true. I, I had, uh, had a momentary scare of, and this is playing in too many fantasy leagues of, um, I was playing against Adam. 
in one league and I had no flex options, like zero flex options. And I was counting on Elijah Mitchell being my flex for this week. (laughs) So I picked up Jawan Jennings just with the thought of, okay, if McCaffrey's active, I'll just put Jennings in. And I forgot to put Jennings in. And then I went and checked the score. I was like, oh, I got lucky. That my team's terrible in that league, but I got lucky and beat Adam. Your team's terrible. It's not as terrible as mine. We we actually both had solid weeks, but uh, Jamie beat me with Elijah Mitchell in his in his lineup. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. All right, let's get to the waiver wire here. Uh, we will talk about uh, the best players to add. We'll talk about Fab and all that stuff. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So, Jamie, who are your top three this week? Uh, Daryl Henderson is one. Uh, you know, I think what we saw playing the majority of the snaps, having a productive game, you know, knowing that Kyron Williams is out for at least three more games, he makes sense as the number one option. Number two originally was going to be Jackson Smith and the Jigba, but then Dawson Knox broke his wrist and has to have surgery. So Dalton Kincaid is number two. And then Smith and the Jigba is three and Josh downs for but we've been talking about him forever it feels like i can't believe his roster (laughs) percentage is as low as it is like that's shocking for our audience yeah um i agree you know what you might see josh downs is facing the saints this week the saints give up the second most yards to wide receivers out of the slot think about christian kirk last week saints are terrific on the perimeter but the slot they they struggle there against the slot so um the week after that he faces the panthers and the Panthers give up the fewest yards to wide receivers out of the slot. But this is not a week-to-week thing uh, with Josh Downs. I just want to let you know, if you're looking at the match, oh, Saints actually might might favor Josh Downs this week. Uh, so Jamie says Henderson, Kincaid, JSN, and Downs. Dave, who's, who are your top three or four? It's Henderson, number one. It's Kincaid, number two. I'll put Downs ahead of Smith and Jigba because we know that eventually DK Metcalf will come back and JSN won't have as good of a game. But you could put JSN fourth for me. And if you prefer to have Smith Najigba and you want to buy into his talent, feel free. But I, I love the usage on Josh Downs. So fun to watch. So fast. And they, they don't just use him exclusively as a slot receiver. I believe his big catch last week came from out wide. Yep. So I, I think that there's, there's, there's a lot to like about Josh Downs as a rest-of-season uh, wide receiver three. I think he, can, I think he fits that bill. Someone called him Debbie Downs. So could we do Josh? Only when he struggles. I mean, okay, not when he's fine. playing. Like when he struggles. Uh, so listen, there's a name you guys didn't mention that I, th- I think deserves to be up there, and that's Royce Freeman. So if you can't get Henderson, sure. Freeman is. Hey, look, I don't, Wait, you said top three. He's not in the top three. Well, why? And you gave four names. Is he? Is he fifth? Right. You gave four. 
Uh, no, he's not fifth. <laughs> so, okay, okay, let's go over the stats. Henderson had 18 carries for 61 yards and a touchdown. He had one catch. Royce Freeman had 12 carries for 66 yards. Uh, they basically alternated possessions, and Henderson started the first half, and I think he started the second half, too. Stafford threw mm-hmm. an interception on the only play, and then Henderson came out, excuse me, for the next possession. So Henderson is ahead, but Freeman getting a lot of work there, too. And Freeman was more efficient. All right, fine, fine. I just want to throw that out there. If you can't get Henderson, Freeman's not a bad consolation prize if you want a piece of that backfield. It was pretty. It was a pretty even split. Um, it was. Um, I, I would argue both did a lot of really good things. Like I'm impressed with how the Rams were able to put together uh, a run game so so efficiently with a guy who's never been anything in the NFL and another guy who was not even on a team for the last eight months. I, he I knows think the team though. That's the thing. What do you mean? He knows the coach. He knows the system. Yeah, I think, and it's the second example we have this year of a running back coming off of you know, his, his private trainer's workout room into the facility and doing well. Kareem Hunt was first. Uh, I thought Freeman was good, but I thought Henderson was better. They were both good in pass pro. Henderson was a little bit better. Sean McVay, like, was beaming like a like a proud parent talking about Daryl Henderson's pass protection. I think he's got a little bit more juice in the passing game. Uh, Freeman has more power, but when they got near the goal line, it was Henderson. So I, I, I agree. I think that Henderson's going to be the main guy. But Royce Freeman is like, this is going to sound weird. He's Daryl Henderson light. And so if someone in your league is going to go and spend 60% of their fab to get Henderson, you might be able to get Freeman for a good fraction of that and still have a nice piece of this run game for three weeks. You know, I obviously you got to look at matchups, right? And if you're going to get this many opportunities and you're going to get goal line work, then maybe the matchup doesn't matter. And we've seen that with Kyron Williams, for example. He's had a lot of really tough matchups this year. Dallas is Henderson's matchup and Freeman's matchup this week. It's on the road. Dallas coming off a bye. They've been pretty good against the run. You know, it's interesting. Is I keep seeing them. Like, basically, when a team gives up less than four yards per carry to running backs, it's kind of like an alert to me. Okay, this might be a tough matchup here. Half the league is allowing fewer than four yards per carry to running backs. It's very weird. In the previous four seasons, there have been at least 23 teams that have allowed four yards per carry or more to running backs. This year, there are only 16. And, I mean, I think that's that's important for fantasy because it's running backs are probably struggling, right? Because these run defenses are doing really well this year. I don't know if it's a schematic thing, if, it, if it's just a coincidence. It's just, you know, it's early at seven games. It's not that early. But so well, far, I think, every week, it's like, holy cow, tough matchup, tough matchup. Half the league is a tough matchup right now. Yeah, but you also have part of that, though, is you missed Eckler, and he's not right yet. You missed Barkley, you know, and, and he's still working his way back. You know, you, you've had some some pretty big injuries to the position. And you're seeing also how teams are operating where they're, you know, whether they're throwing them the ball or not, they're running, they're, they're, they're throwing the ball, and their running backs are running routes more, would be my guess, than we've seen in years past. So... I, I don't know if it's a byproduct of run defense is being significantly better. You know, Nick Chubb is out for the year. You know, Derrick oh, Henry's yeah. not the same guy. There's just a lot that. of fall offs and a lot of backfields. We always you also injuries. didn't mention offensive line play being terrible. It's and always terrible. All it's, there too. You know what? I think wh- whatever the reason is, for me, I, I can't just say, oh, it's a bad matchup. Because on paper, there are a lot of bad matchups now. You know, so... I kind of yeah, have to readjust what is a bad matchup here. The Cowboys, though, seem like a pretty bad matchup. Well, I mean, the Browns were a bad matchup, and the Colts ran right through them. Uh, they did, yeah. Um, oh, and Taylor not being ready. I mean, you know, a lot of just big-time big, big, big time running backs not being healthy or suspended or out. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, Kincaid obviously is someone we you know we talked about the running back. We didn't really talk about Kincaid that much. Um, so would you call him a must add tight end? And by the way, if you look, I don't know if you've seen the buck. I'm sure you have what the Bucks have done to tight ends. I think they're only 12th, but given the competition, that looks like a really tough matchup for tight ends. And that's it's, their Thursday night game. Yeah. I, it's not really so much about just the week to week thing at this right. point with Kincaid. It's knowing that he's coming off the game he just had and they're down Dawson Knox now, you know, so they're going to be, you know, they, they were a very heavy 12 personnel team with the two tight ends. Now they're going to go back to being a very heavy 11 personnel team. And there might be a fallout where, you know, a Khalil Shakir could become somebody that on a every other week basis or every couple of weeks, you know, pops up with a, a, a decent performance. But because he's been playing a little bit more lately. But I, I think you just look at, at Kincaid's opportunity and knowing that um, there are probably going to be a lot of shootouts. This defense has fallen apart before our eyes. And, you know, you, you've seen it. Allen's relied on him last week, you know, so it's always good when you get strong game from player that's about to get big opportunity and it falls in line for Kincaid right now coming off the eight for 75 against the Patriots. And Dawson Knox, a pretty big red zone, green zone, end zone target for, uh, for Josh Allen. Hopefully some or all of that will go to Kincaid. And by the way, I'm seeing some comments in the chat. Don't worry about Daryl Henderson being on the practice squad. He's going to be elevated and be there. Right. Starting running back. Uh, well, Browns have an interesting decision to make up PJ Walker. He's maxed out his uh, practice squad eligibility. We wouldn't be surprised if Watson ends up on IR. I mean, that's just speculation, but he's obviously if not. Watson right. ends up on IR. Deshaun Watson, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They didn't rule it out, and uh, hmm. you know, I—I I mean, they were—they were talking after the game that he was going to start for them against Seattle. I, I, yeah, but he I think, walked it back a little bit yesterday, Stefanski. Yeah, and Watson kind of—I think—I was sort of alarmed by the quotes there. We'll get to the news and notes in a second. Uh, but if you missed anything, by the way, what are you guys going to watch tonight? Game seven or game one? Game seven of baseball, game one of the NBA. Neither. Oh, come on, Dave. All right. You know what, Dave? I've had a solution for you. Tomorrow morning, you watch Morning Buzz on CBS Sports HQ. If you missed any of the action, you've went to sleep early. Good for you. Your sports day starts here with Morning Buzz. Highlights from all the top games and leagues. Catch up on storylines and social buzz. Jump in and jump out. Morning Buzz runs all morning starting at 9 a.m. And get it all for free on the CBS Sports app. Boy, I think MLB execs probably don't want a Diamondbacks Rangers World Series. Just uh, oh my God, that would be disastrous for ratings, right? I would think so. I would think so. Uh, the Rangers are in the World Series. Yeah, they beat the Astros. Beat the crap out of them last oh, yeah, night. They are. Yes, yes. Yeah, Good they, for them. Game seven. They went on the road and won Game six and seven in Houston. Uh, all right. So and then who are the Diamondbacks playing? The Phillies. Game seven tonight. All right. Yeah. The Diamondbacks are fun. They're very the young. Good. They, they, they keep beating up Craig Kimbrell in like the eighth and the ninth inning. Well, everybody beats up Craig Kimbrell. In the playoffs, it's true. That's a player, I, unfortunately, I know too well. Um, all right. News and notes. So we got a Thursday night game, Buffalo and Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin and Baker Mayfield were listed as, as DNP. Did not practice, but I don't think that's an issue there. Uh, Chase Edmonds designated to return for Tampa Bay. Real quick, one word. Does that matter? Keep stashing him in the IR spot and then make a decision. I hope it doesn't matter. Rashad White finally looked decent. White looked decent. I think they're going to stick with him, but Edmonds could be the guy behind him instead of Keyshawn Vaughn. Uh, Justin Fields is doubtful at the Chargers on uh, Sunday nights. 
Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts has a knee injury. He's at Washington. He should be fine, but he'll play. Hopefully, he's fine. Agent actually looked good for Chicago, Adam. Oh, his two-yard ADOT. Um, no, the ADOT was terrible. He so didn't throw a pass farther good? than 15 yards downfield, but he was accurate. Well, he made of course. full field reads. He was, he was good. He's good for DJ Moore. He, I don't think he's going to be good for Cole Komet. He has a very good arm. I, I don't know why he doesn't use it. But, uh, no, I mean, look, very conservative, obviously, and they yes. won easily. Uh, Giants could be getting left tackle Andrew Thomas and Daniel Jones back this week against the Jets, and then Jones is going to come in. He's going to face the toughest defense in football, and then Heath is going to put a stupid poll up. Uh, so Deshaun Watson does have this arm injury, a shoulder injury, and, yeah, like after the game when we did the show on Sunday night, I thought, ah, just precautionary, he'll be back next week. Reading, you know, some of the quotes after the game, he's not right. So I'm not going to speculate, but if you have Deshaun Watson, I wouldn't count on him this week. Jimmy Garoppolo is questionable. He's at Detroit on Monday night. Ryan Tannehill, remember him? He has an ankle injury facing Atlanta. Do we have any idea if Ryan Tannehill is going to play this week? I thought he had a high ankle sprain and was on the to play. The initial report that we got over the weekend was probably going to miss the first game off the bye. And they haven't made a decision on yet who would start. I hope it's Will Levis. I just want to see what he looks yeah. like. Yeah, let him play. Uh, Dawson Knox, wrist surgery. Also, tight end Quinton Morris is on the injury report. And if you combined the points scored by Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid this year, you would have Evan Ingram. It's basically that. But <laughs> probably won't work out that way. But they've been basically like tight end six together. Uh, what else? Bijan Robinson should be fine for this week. Austin Eckler hurt his other ankle. He played through it. It doesn't seem like a huge deal, but that's now two ankles for Eckler. Uh, I think tomorrow we have to dedicate a lot of time to these struggling running backs and whether or not you should buy low or if they're, if this is like just going to be a bad year for them. Uh, Barkley with the elbow injury, he'll be fine. He should play through it. Jerome Ford, on the other hand, is going to miss some time. One to two weeks is the expected timetable. Uh, I shouldn't say he's going to miss some time. The report was he's expected to miss one to two weeks. Maybe he can get back in time, but Jerome Ford has an ankle injury. Keaton Mitchell has a hamstring injury. Jamal Williams could get more work in the coming weeks. Rashawn Johnson is still in the concussion protocol, but trending in the right direction. Two wide receivers were arrested yesterday. Kansas City wide receiver Justin Ross and Saints wide receiver Chris Olave. Olave for speeding. Ross with a more serious... What was? I'm sorry, with Ross. It was vandalism. Um... He's facing a felony charge. Uh, I should get this right. He was arrested and facing a charge of criminal damage of more than $25,000. So that's all I know about Justin Ross there. Um, And then Christian Watson's got the leg injury. Didn't seem to be too serious. Don't know about Luke Musgrave. Juwan Johnson could play this week, which could have an impact on on, uh, Taysom Hill. And the Packers' defense got really beat up in their game, and they've got Minnesota this week. So Darnell Savage, their safety, he's going to be out for a while. Eric Stokes and Devontae Wyatt also left with injuries. Seattle might have lost an important edge rusher, Uchenna Nwosu. And also, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, but I didn't realize it going into Sunday, and I feel bad about that. The Seahawks were playing without two starting offensive linemen, and it wouldn't have made any changes for me with Ken Walker, but might explain why Walker didn't really have that great of a game, despite... Uh, 20 plus by being the only running back who ran for over 100 yards in week seven. Yeah, but he had what 23 carries or something. And and by the way, mm-hmm. a running back has had 20 or more carries in four straight games against the Cardinals. How about that? 
Um, all right, that's it for the news and notes. Let's talk fab real quick. How much fab, Jamie, for some of the best options out there this week? I mean, look, Henderson's obviously going to command a, a pretty hefty price tag at this point, you know, just knowing that he's got this window to be the guy for the the Rams with Kyron out. Just You mentioned the Cowboys. They also, I think it's the Packers the following week, Yep. Um, if I'm not mistaken. And Seattle after that. So it's, you know, three games where you might not be starting him, one, obviously. So keep that in mind before you go crazy and then Kyron's back. So it's a short-term, long-term thing when it comes to your fab. But I guess if you're stuck, you need to spend the money to get him, spend the fab to get him. Um, Kincaid is probably going to command a hefty price tag as well just because we're looking for tight ends that have this type of upside. So he's probably in the 15 to 20% range as well. And then either the two rookie receivers, you know, if th- this is why we, you know, try and get ahead of these things and tell you to pick these guys up when they're starting to show signs of life as opposed to after they've done something significant and then you're stuck having to spend more than that. So it's just a matter, I think, of what you need at this point. You know, if you're uh, about to be knocked out of playoff contention, just go get the guy and then maybe you could trade him for a couple players. If not, just be conservative because I don't think these guys are going to be playoff contributors aside from probably Kincaid and maybe the receivers. I, I just said the, uh, the running backs are probably not going to be playoff contributors. The the other players will be. Let's just be sure we're saying this right. With Henderson and Freeman, they the games are at Dallas, at Green Bay, and then a bye, and then against Seattle. Correct. Then Kyron Williams comes back. Correct. Okay. Green Bay, by Let's the make- way, has been terrible against running backs. They give up, I think, the third most points to running backs. So oh, he's you know, wide, if that's I, a serious I, injury, that's also going to hurt them. When I put in there to drop Stafford, they've been good against quarterbacks. Yeah, Seattle, on the other hand, has, in terms of yards per carry allowed to running backs, the, the best run defense in football, but they're not, they don't, they do give up some points. Um, okay, so, wait, so what's our number for, like, if I want Josh Downs or JSN, percentage of my original budget? 15. I think you're going to need to give more than that for JSN. I think he'll be popular. He's also more roster too. So, you know, you're talking about probably shallow 12 team leagues or mostly 10 team leagues this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I feel like with downs two like two receiver, one flex league, it's a different three receiver or, or a two flex league. I would probably, I would think I would go in the twenties. Depends on my record. You probably might need to, especially if you're desperate there, if you've got bye weeks coming up, for your it's wide al- receivers? It's always when we get into this conversation, it's like, okay, why is players like this still available? Especially when we look at our roster percentages compared to some other sites. So, yeah, you know, are, are, are people spending their fab? Have they spent their fab on, you know, Jerome Ford and uh, Di Mercado, you know, and things like that? <laughs> Zach you know, Evans. And, and they're out. But again, if you if you need a receiver in, in the format you're alluding to, Adam, if you need a running back and Henderson's available. You're going to have to spend to get these guys. Yeah. Henderson's going to be expensive. Yep. Everybody's going to see that he was just the lead back for the Rams and he scored a touchdown and uh, it's going to be a fab blood bath. Okay. Uh, all right. And then, you know, DeMarcado, how much worse is he than, than Henderson? Maybe I should have said he should be two and Freeman should be three at running back. He's two for me. Yeah. Probably. It depends on how badly you need a guy. Their who, schedule sucks. Right. So, and we don't That's know if true. the Cardinals are going to go back to Keontae Ingram or if this change is permanent and it's DeMarcado moving forward. Until well, DeMarcado played more snaps two weeks ago than both Ingram and Damian Williams. Okay. He just didn't and get then, as many touches. Right. So but then he was last on the field, week, there was a switch. 
and they so realized I realized what we knew, which is that Ingram's terrible. Yeah, but you know it's, it's funny because Ingram actually had a good rushing average. I don't know if he exactly ran well, but he had a good rushing average. I think the best of his career. Right. Um, it's 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 obviously tricky, and the difference between the two guys, and if you want to throw Freeman in there, Adam, is the next two games are against Baltimore and Cleveland, hmm. and then the window is open for Connor to return because it's only a two more two only two more games until the IR designation is is done. So that's why I don't think you want to go crazy with him. But again, desperate for running backs. I know there was a couple leagues where I spent too much fab on on De Mercado and dropped him. Oh, me too. I not fab. I had a waiver claim and I got him, and then I dropped him. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, yeah, the the one league that bothers me the most. It's our big office league. Like I, I, I but I, I I was waiting all season, and that was the guy that I picked up first. And I I you know I I feel better about it because I got Henderson for free. So. Right, last thing on DeMarcado, because you mentioned Baltimore, then Cleveland. His matchup after that is Atlanta, and that might actually be, honestly, the toughest. They're giving up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs, so that's three However, three bad matchups in a row. But actually, on paper, Baltimore is 18th against, they're 18th against running backs. They're giving up 4.4 yards per carry to running backs, which is very high in this landscape, and the eighth most receiving yards per game to running backs. I think it's a little deceiving you know, I feel like Gibbs really kind of garbage timed it in last week for for the Lions. Derrick Henry had one long run on kind not a trick play, but kind of like a tricky formation. So Ty J Spears had the long catch at the end of the game. Right. I think it's a little deceiving, but on paper, Baltimore is actually a favorable matchup. Do you buy that at all for Demarcado this no. week? No, I th- I think you're looking for seven to ten PPR points from Demarcado, and if he scores a touchdown on top of it, you'll you'll feel like a million bucks. But there's there's still some uncertainty there as for whether or not he'll be the guy, and it's two tough matchups. I think I still think the Cleveland matchup is tough, even though Indy ran on them, and I think Baltimore will be able to handle De Mercado. All right, let's take a break here. We'll talk about our top three at each position: the shallow league guys, the deep league guys. Minnesota's surprising win over San Francisco, twenty-two to seventeen. They're, last they're, night. They got a chance to make a little run here. They're scared, right? Great. Yeah. <laughs> And we talked about, uh, or J- I know that Jamie mentioned, oh, they should trade Kirk Cousins. They might be buyers now. I don't think they'll be buyers, but they probably they don't be. trade Daniel Hunter at this point, you know, because he's the one that's getting shopped around unless they get just an overwhelming offer. But the thing that's fun <laughs> is, first off, you look at it, they probably have the second best quarterback in the conference in the NFC. And hurts, and then who's over Cousins? Well, I mean, like I was thinking about this morning, it's it, the guys that are in the same range as Cousins. It's Stafford, it's it's Goff, and Dak. Like everybody else, really stinks in the conference. You know, Gino, if you want to put him there too, but no respect for Tyson Bajan. I don't think Brock Purdy stinks. <laughs> I know he's struggled a couple of weeks. But in terms of like, if you were stink. if you were picking quarterbacks, no, you're, pick, you're taking Kirk yeah. Cousins. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. But so. but again, you know, so quarterback they have, you know, chance given their their matchups on a weekly basis. I mean, look at the game this week that they have. Who's who's? I would imagine they're favored over Green Bay. Yeah. Or was the game yeah. in Green Bay? Game is in Green Bay, so Packers are probably favored. But in any event, schedule's great. They they're going to play themselves back into it. Was if you're Justin Jefferson, fantasy manager, you're thrilled about that. Absolutely, it's a great point. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, top three at each position on fantasy football today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I definitely thought Schaefer was going to burst onto the airwaves and start beaming about the Vikings. I saw his face while Jamie was talking about them, and he was like, Aah. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was entertaining stuff. All right, top three in each position. We haven't talked about any quarterbacks yet, Jamie. There's probably a reason for that. Who are the quarterbacks to get this week? Uh, <laughs> none, no one that's playing. Um, I'd, I'd pick up Kyler Murray just to stash him, you know, just in case he's anything close to what he can be. And it's hard to expect that coming back from an ACL tear, and they've obviously been cautious with it, probably for some different reasons. But I think if he's, you know, right and already taking first team first team snaps, they're talking about I think it's week ten or eleven when they play Atlanta. Um, or just we just talked about this. so week ten when they play Atlanta um, as the as the likely landing spot for him to return. So you have to be patient, but still to put him on your bench. Then I was torn between Derek Carr and Gardner Minshew. Minshew, I think, clearly has the higher ceiling, as we've seen, than Derek Carr, but he also has the lower floor. And so for this week alone, they're going head-to-head. I'd rather start Carr over Minshew, just taking a look at the defenses. So I put Carr second and Minshew third. Nobody's on bye this week, so I don't know how desperately you need a quarterback off the waiver wire, but there's going to be some guys on bye the weeks after this one. Week 9, Goff, Lawrence, Purdy, they're all on bye. Week 10, oh my goodness, Mahomes, Hurts. Tua and Stafford are all on by. This is a good time to go ahead and try and plan ahead a little bit. And so if you need a quarterback in week nine, not in week eight, Gardner Minshew is who I would get. He's playing at Carolina. Uh, if CJ Stroud shook free, I would go and get him too. Carr would be after that. Week 10, um, probably Bryce Young or Derek Carr would probably be the two names I would go after unless Geno gets dropped, unless Purdy gets dropped. Um that those that that's what I would do this week if I were in need of trying to plan ahead a little bit because I'm not going to need a quarterback and you should be able to get them for dirt cheap and fab in one QB leagues and second third fourth waiver claims in waiver leagues. All right, Dave. Let's repeat ourselves a little bit here. But who are the top three running backs to get? Daryl Henderson is one. Freeman is two. DeMarcado is three. I might put DeMarcado at two if you are desperate for a running back for whatever reason in week number eight. But even then, it's going to be close between him and Royce Freeman. Those are my top three at running back. All right. Let's get another name in there. If we can't get those running backs, who are we looking at? I got I got one. Who? Pierre Strong? Devin Singletary. Oh. 72% available. Not the prettiest name in the world, but at minimum should be in some sort of rotation with Damian Pierce. And in their game before the bye, he was their leader in in snap share. Might have had more touches than than Damian, too. I, I don't have that in front of me. He did not, but he, he had more work in the passing game. Yeah. So I, I wonder if something comes out of the bye where Singletary keeps moving in that direction and pushes Damian Pierce back a little bit, which would break my heart, but... yeah. 
that's what the Texans might do. If you're the Miles Sanders manager, how many of these waiver wire running backs are you starting over Sanders this week? Yes. Though that's if Sanders plays. True, which means Chuba Hubbard. Well, I, okay, yeah, you're right. I don't know that he's going to play. I assumed he was going to play, but Chuba Hubbard would, would be <laughs> maybe the number one. Um, if he's out there, if sure. If Sanders is out. Don't forget about Chuba Hubbard. He's available in some leagues. But, uh, all right, fine. Uh, you, we're not going to want to start Miles Sanders. But uh, you would start Henderson over him. Would you start Royce Freeman over Miles? I, no. I don't know why I'm picking on Miles Sanders, but what about Because the- he hasn't been good. What and about, he's going to uh, split. They already the Panthers already said that they're going to use him and Hubbard. Yeah, I would not start Freeman over him though. All right. I don't think I would either, but it's going to Freeman like the fact Dallas, that he's, he's splitting too. You're right. So do you take a, a running back who's been bad splitting in Carolina or a running back who in one game looked pretty good uh for the Rams? In okay. a tough matchup. Let's go to Maybe you take the Carolina guy against Houston. I I don't think so. I mean like the Rams have had tough matchups all year. But this is what they do, and Matthew. It's just it's it's just an up yours to Matthew Stafford fantasy managers. They throw the ball down to the two yard line at the one yard line, and then they hand off to their running back, and their running back scores a lot of touchdowns. And that keeps you mean they're they're playing football and trying to score points in a way that makes sense for their team. (laughs) Yes, but it doesn't make sense for our teams. All right, wide receiver, Uh, Jamie. Who are the top wide receivers to get? We know JSM. We know Josh Downs. What else? Uh, the two rookies would be the first two guys. Let me just pull up here to get that third one. Um, I think you said JSN and then Downs. Yeah, yeah that's the Bourne? order I would go in just because. Yeah, and I'd play the more upside Downs. Kendrick Bourne, was he number three for you? He Ooh. is for me. Kendrick Bourne? Uh, yes, Bourne is the third one. We had a pretty interesting breakdown of Kendrick Bourne on Beyond the Box Score yesterday. I looked at all of his targets over the last two weeks. Uh, his A dot, Kendrick Bourne's A dot over the last two weeks has been two yards and one point nine yards. There's good yep. news and bad news there. I won't I won't repeat everything I said, but they are very, very intentional trying to get him involved. In each of the last two games, they've run two wide receiver screens for Kendrick Bourne. Once they have had two red zone targets for Bourne in each of the last two games. They did one of those little pop passes where he comes in motion at the two yard line. Um, so they they obviously he is their number one guy. They've stopped throwing to Hunter Henry at this point. Uh, but, you know, like not a bad point by Jacob. This has coincided with the absence of, of Juju Smith-Schuster. And I know Juju hasn't had a, a lot of targets. He gets five targets a game, though. It's not nothing. He's running those routes. And he that's exactly it. He's running the Juju routes. And so. it's not just it's not just not throwing to Henry. Henry's been banged up, too. So there's also an injury factor there for him as well. Um, I think you also look at it, though. There's been four games this season where Bourne has gotten seven plus targets, and three of them he's been awesome. Yeah. So, you know they they've clearly identified him as their best receiver. So whether Juju comes back or not at this point, that's the question. Will he? I'm, I'm sorry, he's got to come back. Whether he comes back to taking those opportunities away from Bourne, that's what we'll have to see. But anytime you've seen Mac Jones look somewhat comfortable, it's been because of. Ramondre and Kendrick Bourne being involved in the passing game. Sure. All right. And so, also Demario Douglas, too. That's another guy to keep an eye on. Um, if Josh Palmer were available, would he be ahead of JSN, yes. Downs, Bourne? Yes. Yes. Okay. Four straight games with seven or eight targets for jo- for Josh Palmer. The, 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 the people that are in eight and ten team leagues should have an opportunity to get a lot of good players off waivers when we talk about the shallow league. Yeah. Which we will do shortly. Uh, two of the top three tight ends, Dave. Kincaid, number one. 
Janu number two. Okay, here we go. Taysom Hill number three. <laughs> okay, Kincaid, Janu, Taysom Hill. And what if Dalton Schultz were available? He's about 72% right. He would be at the top of the list, although Tank Dell's expected back. And the two games where Schultz was really good, there was no Tank Dell. So there's a question about whether or not Schultz will still be a big part of the Texans' offense, even when Tank Dell returns. So you'd rather have Schultz than Kincaid? I think I would. Jamie? I can get into Kincaid a little bit. Like, no, I, I, not, not even close for me. No, you'll take Kincaid? 100%. I, I think he's a zone beater, and I think he's a short area target. I'm not convinced that Kincaid is going to um, – We've we've seen it with a bunch of other rookie tight ends this year where they have a good game and we think that this is it and this is their breakout and then they they fade back a little bit more. He's never so, had this opportunity though. And right, you know, but we said the same thing for Michael Mayer. Consistent as a rookie tight end. And we we said similar things to Luke Musgrave. And I love the talent too, but they're using him as like short area target. He needs volume every single week. He needs to get eight targets every single week. He's, he's about to get the volume every single week. <laughs> I mean, it's just a great opportunity for him. I think the thing about Musgrave is every time he's gotten going, he's gotten hurt. So six catch game, concussion. Six catch game, six catch game by five, four catch game or five catch game. What did he just have? Four catches and then left the game with an ankle injury. Like he's, he would be fine if he's healthy. Well, also the I'll other get, thing I'll, is. I'll, I'll, I, I think if the if the I didn't really look into the Dell versus Schultz thing. If that's really a legit thing, then obviously I would take Kincaid. Oh, it, I mean, it, it has certainly coincided. I mean, I can't tell you that it's the exact reason, but it's certainly they've been. You're absolutely right. As soon as Tank Dell got hurt, Dalton Schultz started going off. Uh, but um, I mean, I think what you said about rookie tight ends—they've had a game and then they faded. It's you take the word rookie out. I mean, that happens to most tight ends, right? Logan Thomas, Hunter Henry. So and it it could happen to Schultz too. It could happen just to being all honest of them, except for like three, four guys. I, I think there are four guys that I expect to be pretty consistent: Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, and Laporta. And that's it. I mean, every other tight end I expect to be up and down every year. So you shouldn't necessarily just keep adding and dropping. If you like a guy, you should maybe stick with him. Like if Kincaid is a bad game, don't drop him. It, right. it, bad games happen to tight ends all the time. Uh, DSTs, Jamie? Uh, DSTs would be the Jets. Go back to them playing the Giants. We don't know if uh, Daniel Jones comes back. Lions, go back to them. I know they just got blasted, but they're playing the Raiders potentially without Jimmy Garoppolo or an in injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Texans have been very good. They get Bryce Young. We know that that's been a favorable matchup for a lot of quarterbacks. And the Falcons may get either Malik Willis or Will Levis in his first start. And their defense has been good at times this season as well. Kickers? Uh, go right back to Kyrie Fairbairn. He's been awesome this season, so should be added and started. Brandon Aubrey, same thing for the Cowboys. Uh, Young Shui Koo, it seems like the Falcons put themselves in position every week to make him kick a game-winning field goal because they're <laughs> not very good. And Blake Groupie continues to be a very solid kicker. He's another one. I just don't understand why he's not rostered in more leagues. Uh, Fairbairn has, has yeah had a really good year. I dropped him and obviously during the buy, but I dropped him on like Saturday in a couple of leagues and I, yeah, same. I immediately put a waiver claim back in for him. But that's the thing. Like I got to learn my lesson, right? <laughs> don't use a waiver spot on a, on a kicker if you don't have to. But at the same time, I don't know that this is going to be a week where good players are going to get dropped just because there's nobody on buy. So I'd be, if I really right. wanted that kicker or DST or something, I'd be a little more, 
willing to use the waiver spot. If you don't care about kickers and DSTs, then then don't do it. And what am I talking about? If we about? could go back, yeah, no, if sorry. If we could go back to tight ends for a second. Yeah, I just want to clarify what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, just go, ahead, for, go ahead. Go ahead. For if you're a little new to fantasy, if you use a waiver claim on Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whenever they run, you're gonna go, you know, to the back of the line. So is everyone else who used the waiver claim. So if somebody gets dropped, and for me it was in a league two weeks ago, someone dropped Jerry Judy. I wasted my waiver priority on a kicker or a DST that week, and I couldn't get Jerry Judy. But if you don't use a waiver claim, if you don't need anyone this week and you don't use a waiver claim, if someone gets dropped in your league that shouldn't have been dropped, then all of a sudden you've got a much better chance of getting that player. All right, so sorry, Dave, go back to tight end. Well, like I said, I think it makes sense for Kincaid to be picked over Schultz. There's a target per route rate issue without Tank Dell. 30.9% target per route run for Dalton Schultz. With Tank Dell on the field, Dalton Schultz has gotten a target on 13.3% of his routes. He also has twice as many end zone targets in fewer games without Dell than with. Uh, this is my Mia culpa. Take Kincaid over Schultz. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you have any IDPs. I forgot to mention the Kevin Byard trade. Eagles trading for Kevin Byard, which will make the Titans an even better matchup for, for passing games uh, and make the Eagles even scarier. Um, I feel like the Eagles locked up the one seed last night with the 49ers. Yes. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, IDP, Dave? The only defensive lineman that I like that's going to be out there, and he's already rostered in 21% of leagues, is Mike Hecht with the Rams. I've been a fan of his for a long time. Looks like he's starting to get some consistent points and consistent tackles. Linebackers, Jack Gibbons has been a tackle machine for the Titans. He's going to continue to get them. Jawan Bentley with the Patriots. Willie Gay, we know that Nick Bolton's out for a while. Drew Tranquil is going to be the guy that takes over for him. He's rostered in half of CBS Sports Leagues. Look for him first, but if you can't find him, Willie Gay would be the next linebacker up. And then I didn't get the pronunciation. Henry Tuoto, Henry Tutu, the linebacker, the rookie linebacker for the Texans. Having a good season? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, do you know how to say his name? No. Hen- yeah, you, it's Henry. You had it. Mr. T. Henry, He's yeah. available in 90% of leagues. <laughs> and then defensive back, Jabril Peppers for the for the Patriots has been awesome. Amani Hooker might get a chance to play more and get more numbers with Kevin Byard gone in Tennessee. And Brian Branch didn't have a great game statistically his first game back with the Lions, but he was getting some good numbers uh, before he got hurt. I would stash him. An IDP stash, does that exist? I would do that with, <laughs> with Brian Branch. Okay, shallow leagues, Jamie. We haven't talked about some of these players. Who are the players who are, you know, about 70% rostered so in CBS Sports Leagues might be available in the 10-team leagues, might be available on other platforms. Who are the best ones to go get? Uh, you mentioned if C.J. Stroud was dropped, go pick him up. Uh, great matchup this week against the Panthers, and I think he'll want to show Carolina that they should have taken him number one overall in the showdown with Bryce Young. So like that narrative there. I might like it a little too much. Um, the running backs <laughs> that you're looking at for this week uh, – I can't imagine he's still available in 21% of leagues, but Deontay Foreman, uh, we still don't know if Roshan's coming back, and clearly Khalil Herbert's out, so great scenario there. Tyler Algier, just in case the Bijan thing is something that we have to worry about. I don't think so, but you never know. But obviously, Algier was great stepping in for him with over 100 total yards. Uh, I'll still put Jeff Wilson on the list. Just want to see what happens for at least one more game. So not a huge priority, but clearly somebody to look, look out for. We already talked about this. Chuba Hubbard, clearly somebody that should be a priority. Uh, if Miles Sanders is not right with a shoulder injury, Ty J Spears coming off the bye should be rostered in more than 73% of leagues. And I'll still put Roshan Johnson there as well. 72% of leagues. The receivers are definitely interesting. Um, 
you have Raji Rice still available, 21% of leagues. Josh Palmer, you said 25% of leagues still out there. And Tank Dell was dropped because of the injuries in the bye. He's available in 28% of leagues. And then the only tight end would be Dalton Schultz. I still think even with Dell coming back, there's you're, you saw a connection develop for the first time with Stroud and Schultz. So Kincaid should clearly be the priority over Schultz. But you should still be looking to add Schultz because he still has top 12 upside if that can carry over with Dell back. Remember, veteran versus rookie receiver. And we were starting to see Schultz play a little bit better right before Dell suffered the concussion. Yeah, I think if you're in these shallower leagues, you have a decision to make. If you're looking at your waiver wire or if you have someone on, on your team, right, and you've got Rasheed Rice, Josh Palmer, uh, Tank Dell, JSN, Josh Downs, who are the top two in that group? So it's JSN and Downs we've talked about, but now throw in Rice, Palmer, and uh, Dell. Palmer is one. Yep. Rice and two. I would still put Rice second. Okay. All right, Dave, deep league targets. Where do you want to start? Running Scrape back? Scrape the bottom of the barrel. Start wherever you want. Singletary would be breaking the bottom of the barrel. He's 72% available. He's my fourth favorite. Well, wait a minute. Royce Freeman is out there. Okay. How deep How deep is too deep? Because Henderson and DeMarcado are available in over 60% of leagues. Let's use like a 30% rostered cutoff. Okay, fine. So Freeman would be at the top of the list then. Then Singletary. And then, look, we know that Jerome Ford's hurt. Kareem Hunt isn't 100% either. So Pierre Strong, 97% available. Deep, desperate league managers might go after him. Chase Edmonds, if you can stash him on IR, he would be the other one. Wide receiver, there's a lot of stashes I like at wide receiver. Jalen Hyatt continues to play a lot for the Giants, 88% available. Ben Jefferson worked in the slot for Atlanta, 92% available. Jake Bobo. Funny name, saved my butt in one of my fantasy leagues. Nice. I started him with DK Metcalf. <laughs> if DK Metcalf is still out, Jake Bobo is actually a viable, like, desperation starter because he'll play a lot, and he's pretty good at football. And then I don't really have anything great at tight end as far as deep leagues go. I would just caution that if you don't have to cut Michael Mayer, I don't think you should. Kind of the same rule that we would have with Kincaid if Kincaid had a couple of bad weeks. Garoppolo's coming back. That should help Mayer, and the problem is that he's available in like half of CBS Sports leagues. Okay, uh, Jalen Hyatt. Unfortunately, the next two opponents that Hyatt faces are have given up the fewest completions of twenty or more air yards. I gotta say, you made a really um, good call. I mean, we didn't say to start Hyatt, but you said oh, the Giants have some guys who can take advantage of Washington because Washington this is what they do for a living. They give up deep balls. And Hyatt is the guy you mentioned. So that was a good game for him. Yeah, I mean, like he does he is playing a lot. He's pretty much just a vertical guy at this point in the next two matches aren't he, good. He had two catches for seventy five yards. I don't think yeah. we should make it more than it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's almost like what his ceiling is. Maybe you throw a touchdown in there too. Yeah, he's someone that you're stashing. You're not gonna start him. You're, you're hoping that he takes a step forward and actually gets some targets that are closer to the line of scrimmage, maybe has a connection with Daniel Jones when Jones comes back. Maybe the offensive line gets healthy. And because he's playing more now, he'll be in a position two, three weeks from now to be a better contributor to our fantasy teams. He's the next rookie on the verge of breaking up. Mm. It's a good way of putting it. I don't really it. agree. I just don't think. Well, I mean, look, we we are running out of options. Yeah, right? that's true. <laughs> they're, they're all they're all doing very well. We're and still so, waiting on Quentin Johnston. Uh, that's true. He's another one that hopefully will take a step forward. But I think when you just look at the the position, the fact that he's playing more, um, as Dave alluded to, you know, the 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 quarterback situation may improve 
You know, not that Tyrod has played bad, but it may improve with Daniel Jones getting better protection. So there's um there there's there's something like there. I'll, I'll just go back to the shallow league guys. Uh, Gerald Everett may miss some time, and Donald Parham is available in almost every league. So. Mm. You know what the way they throw the ball in his red zone opportunities. They've kind of disappeared since the first three weeks, but those could clearly come right back. Um, and if you, I mean, this is a real Hail Mary. Oh, like literally. Uh, but if the Broncos trade a wide receiver, maybe Marvin Mims can become something. Um, all right, let's take a break. Minnesota 22, San Francisco 17 when we come back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, everybody, welcome back. So we'll talk about Monday Night Football. A nice win for the Vikings. And I saw our guy Rob Thomas, who uh, does our social, like he moderates our Facebook group. Let me see if I can find the poll here. He said, I think I retweeted it. Hold on, sorry. Who would you rather have rest of the season, Cam Akers or Alexander Madison? And Akers is winning. <laughs> 730 votes. Akers has 43%. Madison has 39.5%. C results has like 18%. Um, so that was interesting. And do you guys feel the same way? Who would you, Dave, who would you rather have rest of season Madison or acres? I, I, I think it's still Madison, but it's, it's so close between the two of them. It's, it's still Madison for me. I don't, I don't know how close it is. Just acres had some good runs last night, but still it felt like in almost every key scenario, Madison was on the field. Yeah, they, right. Like Acres got them down to the goal line, then they brought Madison in. Madison, right. I, I believe uh, Cousins threw to him in the end zone, right? That was the play. He did. Was he like, did. He behind did. him, yeah. So, um, right. It was a miss. He he played all six of their snaps inside the ten. He's he's fallen to around like fifty five percent of the snaps each of the last I want to say three weeks for Madison, but it's still a lead. He's got that edge over Acres. I think he's a fumble away from handing it over to Acres. Uh, McCaffrey's good, so that was cool. Yeah, he, he was started in seventy-eight. He had a bad fumble too. Yes, he did. Yeah, he really did. Um, Jordan Addis, like Kirk Cousins' day. What was that? That was like an eight-point scoring play, which could have been an interception. So Cousins right. scored twenty-six. Some like how many points did he score? Uh, sorry, he scored twenty-five point one points. 
If that throw at the end of the first half was intercepted by Charvarius Ward, which it should have been, instead of being a 60-yard touchdown to Jordan Addison, you know, it could have been a 15-point. You never know how the game plays out. But he got basically a 10-point swing on that play. Um, K.J. Osborne is 70% rostered. Should we be dropping him? You know, as I was writing the, the column last night, and it was like, yeah, maybe so. He's not doing very much. Brandon Powell seems to be too much involved. And clearly they're going to the other two guys of Hawkinson and Addison. And then Addison, you know, <laughs> leaves and goes to the locker. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll just leave it. <laughs> Thankfully he was okay. Wouldn't you wouldn't you <laughs> drop Osborne for JSN or Downs? Easily. Yeah. Yeah. You could he's he's droppable. Any takeaways from the 49ers? It's you know, two bad games in a row for Purdy, basically without Debo. Right? I, I'll I'll tell you, yes. Uh first off, Trent Williams is the NFL MVP uh for what yeah. that offense looked like without him on the field. Um Purdy is obviously not going to be set it and forget it 10 through 12 quarterback every week. You know, he's he's got some flaws as we've seen. Better at home than he is on the road. So we might be having a Jared Goff like uh quarterback here. The defense is really disappointed the last two weeks. And that's more, I think, uh alarming from a must-start fantasy option because the 49ers DST has been a set it and forget it. And you know, look, they have a tough matchup this week against a good Bengals team that's rested and Joe Burrow looking healthier. And so can you confidently start the 49ers DST this week? I, I think the answer is no. Are they out of your top 12? Uh, they weren't when I first did my rankings, but the more I think about it, it's like the lions better. The jets. Yes. This week better. Yes. The Falcons might be better. <laughs> you know, the Texans might be better. And so, you know, I hope I'm wrong. And as and, and Adam said it, you know, that interception goes the other way. Look, he also stole one, too. You know, Ward did earlier in the game. You yeah. know, so it was almost like, like a tit for tat type of thing. Yeah. But, I mean, the Browns with a backup quarterback and Cousins without Jefferson, the Vikings without Jefferson, carved them up. I think they got a real weakness at at cornerback two with Lenore. I don't think he's yeah. like, they put a lot of responsibilities on their cornerbacks. They basically just put them out there on islands a lot. And, uh, Ward mostly holds up. Well, he, he wasn't great yesterday either. I, you know, at least one penalty, I think. And uh, anyway, anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's talk. Uh, let's get to more waiver wire names here. Oh, the drop meter. We can do the drop meter. Let's see who we're dropping. Zero to 10. Zero. No way. Don't drop this guy. Idiot and 10 is, of course. Why didn't you drop him earlier, you idiot? Gabe Davis. Zero. Zero. Idiot. Cole Komet. Two. Eight. Oh. Different uh different things there. Uh Jamison Williams. I guess if you if you think you can pick him back up in a week, you could drop him. But I think he's I think it's a Justin Fields thing. Yeah, right. and he's not playing. <laughs> so I'm right. drop so him. it's you don't want to start him this week, and then if Fields is back the week after, you might be you might have some mild encouragement to start Komet. Okay, uh, how about Jamison Williams? Eighty percent rostered. Ten. Five. Josh Reynolds. Eight. Two. <laughs> Can you guys get on the same page? Uh, Jahan Dotson. Eleven. Ten. There we go. Curtis Samuel. He's droppable. Seven. Five. He had eight targets. That was good. Faces the Eagles. Eagles defense, I think, is starting to round into form. Um, you think? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I mean, that was silly, but um, it's, yeah. 
Their pass rush is getting there again. Matthew Stafford. 10. Unless you need him for a bye week, it's a 10. See, I, I just don't know that I like any of the waiver wire guys better than him. Well, I mean, Derek Carr and Matthew Stafford are the same. I don't feel that way because... I don't feel that way either, but the production says Carr's better. No, I get that. I mean, I still have, you know, the combination of Puka and Cup just gives me some hope for Stafford. Just throw the ball. Stop stop running the ball so much. Enough. Like, I would agree with you. The combination of Cup and Nakua are probably better than what the Saints have, but the Saints have a lot <laughs> still too. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love. Would you start Stafford at Green Bay? No. Well, that's his week nine matchup. That would be his bye week replacement matchup if you had Goff, for example. He's on bye in week 10. Week 11, would you start Matthew Stafford home versus Seattle? I don't know. I I, I don't know that. I don't, it just it, it, He's just getting so unlucky with all these one-yard rushing touchdowns. They keep happening. And also, the, more importantly, they're running the ball so much the last two weeks. And uh, he's got, what, 25 and 29 pass attempts, I think, in his last two games. So that's not going to cut it. But before right, that, but he, he was throwing... He keeps getting unlucky. It's now a 21-game sample size where three of those games, he's been over 20 fantasy points. Look, I consider it unlucky when he throws a screen pass to Daryl Henderson and Daryl Henderson gets tackled at the one-yard line and on the next play, Henderson scores. I mean, that does happen. It happens all the time. You know, he can't... He happened can't, to Derek Goff 17 times last year. Right. He can't make up for it because he's not throwing the ball <laughs> enough. But, all right, well, this shouldn't be about Stafford. Let's move on. Jordan he, Love. He's droppable. Jordan Love. Sure. Five. Less droppable than Stafford, but still droppable. So let's I mean, I think I think the type of game you just got is what you're gonna get point wise. Nineteen points. Like we were getting lucky with the third touchdown. Did he get nineteen or seventeen? Who loved he, he had nineteen. It doesn't matter. 19. He, well, he didn't get to twenty and he definitely underwhelmed. Jaleel, Vikings, Rams, Steelers. Jaleel, let me get let me Jaleel McLaughlin. Zero. Two. Um Jerry Judy. Three. Hold him through the trade deadline, so zero. Okay. Let's go back to the waiver wire here and uh, C.J. Stroud. If C.J. Stroud and Kyler Murray are available in your league, who are you adding? Stroud, and it's not close. Agreed. All right, and then for this week, Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew. That's how Jamie ranks at 1-2. Uh, after that, you've got kind of deeper league guys like Terod Taylor, who I don't even know if he's going to be. We don't even know if he's going to be the starter, and he's facing the Jets if he is. And Tyson Bajant and Will Levis, but what about what about do you like Baker Mayfield and or Desmond Ritter this week? No. Okay. You know Ritter. Uh, <laughs> Ritter Ritter's at, like he lost two fumbles at the goal line, um, and he's got Tennessee, who could be pretty bad. He lost three it. fumbles inside the ten. He did. Yeah. He's a turnover machine. Do you like Russell Wilson this week against the Chiefs? Did you see the last time Russell Wilson played? I don't. I don't like him. (laughs) I can't trust him. All right, running backs in the shallower leagues. It's Foreman, Algier. You have Jeff Wilson on here. Is he more of a a add, a stash, or a drop? Jeff Wilson. Stash. I guess he's a stash, but he's a drop the second that Devon Achan is activated off IR. Yeah, assuming that Mostert's healthy. Yeah. And that's two more games that eight chance out, then a bye I, week, then Vegas comes back. If probably. he's the worst player on my bench and I need to pick up Daryl Henderson, Amari DiMercato, uh, really need a wide receiver, yes, I would drop Jeff Wilson. Agreed. 
Chuba Hubbard is 73% rostered, had a really good game last week or two weeks ago without Miles Sanders. Could be the Panthers' best running back rest of season. Yeah, don't drop him, that's for sure. Uh, Tajay Spears, if, if Derrick Henry gets traded, Spears, you know. Oh, yeah. Rocket ship emoji, 73% rostered. I have trouble stashing Rashawn Johnson at this point. Like I, clearly, he's, I feel like he's going to be clearly third. I don't know. Do they just make Foreman inactive? I don't know. But at, at, at any rate, I don't think Rashawn Johnson is going to be RB1 for them at any point unless there are two injuries. No, but you still have two more games without Herbert. And I just want to see. I want to see what they do. So, hey, Johnson and, and Wilson are very similar. They're stash candidates if you can afford to carry them. If you have to make roster moves for the guys that they've mentioned, then you're dropping those guys just because there's no clear path to immediate work. But it still wouldn't surprise me. We get to week 10 plus and Roshan Johnson could end up being the Bears best running back. Right. I don't think I could drop Roshan for Devin Singletary, for example. Right. Unless I'm just absolutely desperate for a running back that's going to play this week. And Roshan might play this week. And there are some yeah, leagues, I, think I know because I play in a few of them on other sites, where when a guy is ruled out, you could stash them in IR spots. Oh, yeah. though Then, yeah. Uh, if you saw Kareem Hunt and or Gus Edwards on your waiver wire... And you also Gus. saw Daryl Henderson on your waiver wire. What would you do? Gus. I would go Kareem Hunt. Uh, Henderson, Hunt, Gus. Unless I needed someone for this week, then it would be Gus first. Because Gus against the Cardinals should have a good opportunity. But Hunt may get two weeks of being the guy for the Browns. And we've seen this rushing offense in some tough matchups against San Francisco two weeks ago, for example. Hunt scored a touchdown. Um, last week, you know, the Colts not so much without Grover Stewart there, but Clearly, this is going to be a team that leans on their ground attack, and I think Kareem Hunt will have some starting ability, more so than Gus Edwards, because we know how the Ravens operate. Do you think Gus has more rest-of-season appeal? I would love to see the Ravens trade for a running back. Well, there's that. Because we're going to get the same headache that we have every week with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's usually not a headache. I mean, it's usually you just try to sit them. (laughs) Well, you know, like this week's a great matchup. Yeah, right. I mean, like we we could sit here and say... Go all in on Gus. I mean, I was what I say on Sunday. Like, you know, I'm very intrigued by this matchup. It's it's fantastic, yeah. and he's coming off a good game. You know, clearly it was a uh, a little bit of a fluke in terms of how he did with the reception. But um, the Cardinals, you just said it. You know, they're they're giving up twenty yard car- twenty carry games consistently. I don't think Gus is necessarily a safe bet for that. And Justice Hill, even when they've had opportunities where it should be Gus Edwards, they've gone to Hill in goal line chances and things like that. So. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Hill is the better of the two. Um, yeah, and for the for the Browns, okay, so we know the top guys to get are are Henderson, Amari DiMercato, Pierre, and uh and Freeman maybe could be up there too. Pierre Strong, you know, multiple Cleveland running backs have had double digit carries in the same game in four of six games. So it wouldn't be a shock. He came in and I he had pretty much all of his carries after he had eight carries in the game, Pierre Strong, and he had more carries than uh, Hunt at that point. I think it was like six to two or maybe even eight to two after the They injury. brought Hunt in to get the touchdown. Yeah, no, yeah. I obviously like Kareem Hunt better, but Pierre Strong could have a role because the Browns, they're seventh in the NFL in running back carries, and that's with a bye, and they use two guys. Um, Singletary we talked about. Josh Kelly finally had a good game, and it was, of course, when Eckler was back. uh Chris Rodriguez got involved for the Commanders. We don't know what that's about. Maybe that continues. Uh, any interest in Ezekiel Elliott? He's 64% rostered. He scored in two straight games. Zero. 
Bye week replacement running back. I think the thing to look at with uh, Kelly, because you're right, he's he was bad when Eckler was out. But the first two games that he had to play with Eckler out were against Tennessee and Minnesota. And we know that run defense has been very good for both of those teams. Then he played the Raiders, and that was his best performance without Eckler. wasn't great, but it was still decent enough. It was like Royce Freeman type of production. So if Eckler does miss any time, I'm going to guess he's going to be limited throughout the week. Just keep an eye on that because Kelly, clearly good matchup this week against the Bears. Okay, and wide receiver. Okay, we like Rasheed Rice and Josh Palmer and Tank Dell if they're available. We like JSN. We like Josh Downs. Dave went Downs, JSN. Jamie went Jackson Smith and Jigba and then Josh Downs. Kendrick Bourne is third in that group. And then Jalen Hyatt. Let's talk about the Cowboys receivers. Jamie, you put Brandon Cooks. He had a touchdown on four targets. Michael Gallup actually had 10 targets, but he was terrible with them in last time we saw this team. This is the Monday night game at the Chargers. So you prefer Cooks. Dave, do you prefer Cooks to Gallup if you were going to pick one of those guys? I do. I think that he ends up getting more of an opportunity moving forward. Whether or not he takes advantage of it is a different story. But I, I the last two games for Gallup, 15 targets, five catches, no catch for more than 11 yards, no touchdowns. So where's the explosiveness? Where's the consistency? Where's anything that he's doing that's helping the Cowboys offensively? Whereas Brandon Cooks, his last two games, one of them was a stinker, four targets, one catch. The other one, four targets, four catches. He had 36 yards. He scored a touchdown. So I think that they can try and build with Cooks. And why not use him downfield a little bit more? He doesn't have a catch longer than 17 yards this season. I think he can still run a little bit. Okay. The thing that I like about it is we we saw in the Chargers game, we talked about this you know quite a bit with Mike McCarthy, is there's not a lot of rhythm throws for Dak Prescott right now. A lot of it is off script. Yeah. And his touchdown was an off script play. And I think, you know, Cooks seemingly turned the corner a little bit. You know, he had the week two absence with a knee injury. And so he came back week three, seven targets, didn't do much with it, hasn't done much really all season. But I do feel like we're gonna start to see a little bit of a change in the guard. Okay, tight ends. Dalton Schultz would be the shallow league guy. Dalton Kincaid is the prize this week. Taysom Hill. I, are you, how concerned are you about the return of Jawan Johnson with Taysom Hill? Yeah, concerned. I mean, you know, we'll see what they do. But look, Taysom Hill's had better two-game stretch than anything Jawan Johnson's done all season. So does he stay in that role? We know they haven't really preferred to do that with him. And you never know how guys coming back from injury operate. But, I mean, Hill's been fantastic the last two weeks. And then you get the rushing bonus on top of it. I mean, he to me, he's top 12 tight end as long as Johnson's out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even when Johnson comes back, it's not like Jawan Johnson was doing anything great beforehand. They're getting something out of a spot on the field that they are that they need. So good short area target, somebody who could steal a couple of touchdowns for, over the remainder of the season. I, I think Taysom Hill is going to stick. I'm nervous. He and Kendrick Bourne are the two guys I'm the most nervous about adding because yeah. one week could come and then they're just gone. They don't get involved and it's over. But – for now, two-game sample size for both of them. They've been pretty productive. It'd be silly to think that the, their respective teams are going to get rid of them now. Would you pick silly. up Jonu Smith or Taysom Hill? It's Jonu. Hill for me. All right, other tight ends. Jake, Jake Ferguson coming back off the bye. And um, pretty favorable matchup, I think, against the Rams. Logan Thomas had six targets, gets the Eagles. Um, David Njoku, it's been, I think, better really without Watson. 
Um, Just two of his best games. Week four against the Ravens, and last week is two games over 10 PPR points. And Donald Parham, that's a good call by Jamie in deep leagues who who, uh, could have a role there for the Chargers. And that's it. Oh, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer's another guy. I mean, how many of these tight ends? I know you dropped Mayer for Kincaid. Would you drop Mayer for Jonu or, or Taysom Hill? Yeah, because you could still have the chance to get Mayer back if you wanted him. Okay, DSTs, the Lions against the Raiders, the Texans at the Panthers, the Jets against the Giants, the Falcons at Tennessee. You got some good options this week. Kickers, Kaimi Fairbairn, Brandon Aubrey, Youngway Koo, and Blake Groupie. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Um, yeah, and uh, there you go. Thank you very much to Dave and Jamie. Appreciate your time, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll talk about those struggling running backs. Should you buy low on Austin Eckler? Should you buy low on Bijan Robinson? Now is the time. Unless they're not going to be that good, then don't do it. We'll talk to you then on Fantasy Football Today. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.